Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is 1943, The Battle of Midway for the NES. Nineteen forty-three, the Battle of Midway was developed and published by Capcom and released in Japan in June of nineteen eighty-eight and North America in October of nineteen eighty-eight and probably some many years later time in <laughs> PAL territories. Now, this is a home port of the arcade game of the same name, and that arcade game was released in June of nineteen eighty-seven. Okay, so pretty quick turnaround on this on this uh, home conversion. Yeah. Now, this is a sequel to nineteen forty-two, mm-hmm. and and this was the beginning of an era where Capcom was taking their arcade games and then porting them in-house. Right. And we've talked about it before, but they really figured out that you can't just take the straight arcade game and put it on a home console. you got to do some small things to change it up, make yeah. it more replayable. Yeah. It's good that they did it themselves because 1942, also for the NES, is a famously really bad port by Micronics for mm-hmm. the NES with some awful, awful music. Yeah, that's part of the reason we haven't covered it. <laughs> now, they did uh, make some changes from the arcade to make it more home-friendly, and I think we'll go over those later, but the entire inclusion of your leveling system is mm-hmm. not in the arcade. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, on a historical note, one thing uh, to point out is that the Battle of Midway was not in 1943. No, it is not. <laughs> it was in 1942. Yeah, but right in Japan, this was called the Battle of for Valhalla or something. Like, totally different? That I don't know. I do find it interesting that Japan made a series of games in which they are basically the enemy. Yeah. it's <laughs> Now, historically accurate, you do pilot a P-38 Lightning. Yes, a pretty cool plane. One of my favorites as a kid. Yeah, it is an awesome plane. It looks super cool. And they do a good job of representing it in its tiny graphics here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you are on your way to battle the battleship Yamato. Yeah, supposedly. Supposedly, think... yes. For many people... uh it is a space battleship that they're more familiar with in the Yamato series. Sure, yeah. I mean, it was the largest battleship ever built. Mm-hmm. Now, being a game uh, of this era, it was ported to a billion other systems. Mm-hmm. It was popular in the arcade, so it also found its way to the Armistrad, the Atari ST, the ZX Spectrum. You name it, it had a copy of this game. Sure. Well, Nick, what kind of game is 1943, The Battle of Midway? It is a top-down shoot-em-up. It's a yeah. uh, pretty vertical, vertical scroller. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't stray too far from the shoot-em-up formula, but it right. does so in a few interesting ways. Yeah. Now, like all shoot-em-ups or most shoot-em-ups, your main uh, button is your shoot button. Mm-hmm. It is not a rapid fire. You must do that with your own thumb or the turbo button. Yeah, your poor, poor thumb. My thumb was a little sore, even having used the turbo button after some long uh, sessions. Right, right. But you also have a special attack, not just your normal gun. Yeah, it's kind of strange, like the manual, as we'll talk about shortly, where you can do uh, 
they call it like your lightning, cyclone, and tsunami power. Mm -hmm. But it's uh, it's a strange. It, it kind of you can do a loop and then. Well, the loop is separate. The loop is yeah. if you hit both buttons together. Right, right. And then there's a special attack that kills everything on the screen or will freeze the bosses. Yes. But uh, it is almost impossible to 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 do them separately. Yeah, I really was struggling with that. Like, I didn't realize it till after I had already been through the game <laughs> that, that there really was a separate thing that maybe you know, a more skilled player could take advantage of. Yeah, I mean, you're supposed to be able to use that loop to dodge right. bullets, uh, but it's really hard to do without activating the special as well. Especially if you're constantly firing, which you probably will be. Yes. Now, like many shoot-em-ups, uh, you do have a weapon progression system. Yeah. Uh, you have to shoot the always uh, red or orange set of enemies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And once you've shot them, they will become a little, they'll leave behind a little icon. It says pow. And that is health if you just collect it right away. Yeah. But if you continue to shoot it, it will then cycle through all of the guns you have available to you. Yeah. And then eventually uh, become another health uh, power up. What would you describe it as? Uh, it's a fuel tank. Okay, it's a fuel tank, and that's your biggest health uh, power-up without going yeah. full. Yeah. So if you do need health, it's in your best interest to just shoot your item as much as possible. Yeah. But this game is interesting because there is a skill progression system. Yeah, and it's uh, it's pretty awesome. Uh, what's not awesome is how you get your skill points. Yes, well, you start with three that you can place anywhere. You have five stats mm -hmm. that are each rated at one of six and you can power them all the way up by finding some hidden items that you uncover by shooting around. And you, you, you'll you see a little flash or whatever where you, if you start hitting an invisible item that you can uncover. And then you can you go to a subscreen and you can start upgrading your plane. Yeah, I don't like the fact that it's a hidden spot because I was always very paranoid I would miss it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it is hard to if you're just shooting constantly and flying all over the place. Yeah, yeah. It, it adds a slight element of exploration to your thing that I kind of like. Mm -hmm. Now, what are your different categories for point distribution? Well, we have offensive power. And that just uh, makes your shots stronger. Yeah. Okay. Um, and defensive power. And that is your, uh, it decreases the amount of energy you lose when you're hit. Yeah, yeah. And then there's energy level. Which that's your health bar. Yep. Increases uh, its max amount. Or in this case, it's a number system. Yeah, yeah. And uh, special weapons. And then this is where it's interesting because it isn't the power of your special weapons. It is yeah. the new special weapons you can get when you shoot that icon we talked about earlier, left behind by the red planes. Yeah, it'll start cycling through more weapons the, the higher your rating is here. Mm -hmm. And then finally, there's the special weapons time limits. Yes, and that increases the amount of time you have to use your special weapon, which brings us to the more interesting part of this game that sets it apart from other shoot-em-ups, and that is the system it carries over from the arcade, and that is your health is always dwindling, and so is there yeah. your special weapon time. Yeah, so you're constantly looking for ways to replenish both of these stats. Yeah, and it's interesting because at first you think it's going to be horrible, but you don't die when you're at zero energy. You just right. are dead from one hit. Mm -hmm. And I think it it's pretty cool because it does force you to always be chasing power-ups. You can't get complacent and then just sit back and fly through a level. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. And it is pretty uh, fun to see your time limit go from like 20 or 30 to 
150 because by the end of the game you feel like you could just use it forever yeah yeah and we should mention that when you use that special power to do the lightning or whatever to freeze the screen it does consume some like what is it 10 points of your life i think yeah something so so you can't keep just jamming on that but you know there's a kind of balance between am i going to take more damage from getting hit than just busting out this lightning bolt you know Mm -hmm. so let's go over those uh items we talked about real briefly again in more granular detail and the other items you're going to find when flying around and shooting through the levels sounds good we have that pal we talked about the energy and that gives you eight energy yeah which ain't much but and then the the list i'm looking at shows a small energy tank and i'm not sure what that is is that when you have shot through all of your yeah so when you start shooting a pal block Mm -hmm. it will cycle through all of the weapons you have unlocked and then it will go to the large energy tank okay and if you shoot that it'll cycle back through and the final it'll end at the when you've completed a second cycle and that will be the small energy tank oh so i've been i I was screwing myself the whole time then i should have been trying to get that large energy tank yeah and i was shooting all the way into the small energy tank yes and it can be very frustrating when the screen is full of enemies and you're trying to cycle through this without shooting it more times than you want but clearing Mm -hmm. you know it's it's hectic yeah because even though you may want to end on one specific thing it is almost impossible in certain areas to choose which one you're going to take unless it's the very last one because there are so many bullets and enemies flying around sure and sometimes you get two pow blocks (laughs) oh yeah once and (laughs) dancing back and forth between them it's tough now there's also a few other ways to restore your energy there is uh, a, a hidden set of items the elephant the cow and the yashichi and the elephant is uh, 16 energy, the cow is 32, and the Yashichi, uh, if you recall, is that Capcom-specific symbol. Yes, which I uh, actually did a little research on because they pulled it from a the Mito Koman show, which ran in Japan from 1969 to 2011. Oh, wow. And what kind of show was this? Uh, it's a samurai show, and one of the characters is Kazagaruma no Yashichi, hmm. and He's known as the Pinwheel Shuriken, and he uses a giant windmill ninja star as his weapon. He's like a reformed thief, I think. But I love the sound of this. Yeah, so and I guess they just pulled it out of there and started using it. So And it does look cool. like a, a pinwheel of sorts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In fact, if a pinwheel is crossed with a throwing star, it's almost a perfect way of describing it. Yeah, yeah. And if you get it, it does restore all of your energy. It is the greatest thing in the game. Yes, it's a... It's a lifesaver. Literally. It feels so wonderful uh, because sadly, when you are low on energy, you know it because the screen is beeping at you. Oh, this is some rough music. Like it's it's as bad as Sonic's uh, drowning music at points because it does not stop. And you're like, uh, it's, it's really intense and frightening. It is now. Sometimes you will also find hidden in levels the barrel or the star, and Mm -hmm. those restore weapon energy, and the barrel is 16, and the star refills all of your weapon energy, which is like a miracle. Yes, yes, it is. And then finally, we have the alpha symbol, which gives you 32 energy and weapon energy. The flower is what you need to find to raise your stats. Yeah. And then there's a dragonfly. Yeah. Yeah. And it apparently adds a point to all your stats, or does it give you two points to use? I thought it was two points, but... Yeah, I've seen it written as all points, but I, in the game playing it, you, I only found an extra item that would give you two 
stat points and you can use it on the same stat or mix and match right which you know is is great especially early on in the game once you have them all maxed out then yeah and then in addition to these special items you will sometimes find yourself an item is it called the side finder It, it is in the manual okay and it is another little plane and it you get two planes that join you and also mimic your fire yeah little little wingmen but they have their own like hit boxes if they get hit they will die yeah and they're awesome uh i i think i got it maybe only once i feel like i got it twice but it was amazing when i did yeah i was super pumped because it's it seems really rare or maybe i just wasn't shooting in the right spots so like any shoot 'em up the big star of the show is the various guns you get to choose or cycle through yeah and you start with like a standard forward shooting gun you shoot two bullets Mm -hmm. it's not bad yeah yeah and you know when you collect your weapons special weapons they start off at a kind of initial level and if you collect a second one then it is maxed out to its full potential yes but the first power up you can get is the shotgun Mm, yes and it's the one i use the most i think uh probably you as well Oh, definitely. It's, it is uh, <laughs> still two shots going forward, but a smaller spread to the left and right. Well, it starts with just the spread. And when you get the second shotgun, then you get your forward That's bullets right. back. Yeah. And what makes this the best gun in the game is that it can destroy enemy bullets. Yeah. And this is something I did not know as a child. <laughs> wow. When I found that out this time, I was like, oh, crap. Like It does make a lot of the game much more manageable. For sure. Especially if you have that turbo button jammed down. Yes, yes, yes. Next up is the three-way shot, which looks like a grenade. I always saw it. We always called it bagpipes growing up. Oh, bagpipes. (laughs) I could see it. I could see it. And it is a a three-way shot that I I guess is more powerful. I'm not really sure why you would get it instead of the shotgun. I I mean, it was my second favorite gun um, because... A, it has a huge field of fire and it can go all the way to the edge of the screen. When, when yeah. you get it maxed out, you're shooting like four bullets forward and two to the one at each 45 degree angle to the left and right. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have the auto shot, which is useless if you have a turbo button. Yeah. Um, it shoots eight, bu- eight bullets with each button press. Yeah. So finally, we have the super shell and it is the last and I guess the strongest. It's supposed to be double the power of normal bullets. Yeah, yeah. And good against the bosses. Mm-hmm. But it is, I feel like, slow. And just, it, it only goes in front of you. It's too far into the cycle for me to, <laughs> uh, the power-up cycle through those blocks. So I did not use this. Yeah, same. Uh, and then if you hold down your attack button, you can charge up and get a charge shot. Yeah, well, you shoot a big laser beam. Yeah, and that's good for taking out some of the larger planes. Yeah, yeah. But it is almost impossible to do in the later half of the game. There's just so many enemies coming. You don't have the time to charge it up. No, uh, I would use it against some ships sometimes to yeah. get rows of, of turrets. Um, and if you max out your special weapon, you know, all of the your stats you can level up go to six. But you can't get levels the, the sixth level until all the other stats are up to level five, mm-hmm. at least. But when you max it out, then... You can cycle through to the cat, which just lets you shoot that laser over and over on rapid fire. And it's pretty cool. That but is super cool. Doesn't doesn't stop the bullets. So no. And and also getting that far into the cycle and selecting it is so hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's Hence, all about the super shot. 
Now let's talk about lives. Let's talk about them. You don't have any lives. No. You uh, have that energy meter, and once you're hit and it is at zero, it is game over. But this game does have a pretty generous continue system. Yeah, and you, you do get passwords, too. You get a password uh, at the beginning of each level, correct? I think so, yeah. When you continue, you carry over all of the stats you have gained. Yes. It's not doing any kind of reset or any of that lameness. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty nice. Yeah. Well, Nick, you mentioned it earlier. This is a Capcom game, and they're known for having a decent manual selection. So how did things fare for 1943? Well, they're okay, I guess. <laughs> this is a pretty scant manual. It's 18 pages and okay. black and white, but there are no screenshots at all. Drawings? There are drawings of the power-ups and a drawing representation of the game over screen. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah. But not the planes. No, there there is one picture that is not from the game, but it's uh, a pilot standing bes- beside the front of a P thirty eight, like more realistic style. It's it's all right, I guess. Okay, but you know it does an okay job of explaining your power up system, and uh, it does show drawn representations of the icons for all of the different guns <laughs> that you can collect. Interesting, because they are weird though, and and a couple of them are w- very similar to each other. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. It's it's a strange kind of thing. Um, yeah, and if you have any problems with this manual, you you can take up your issues with Paul Biederman because this is a credited manual. Interesting. Yeah, it does have two pages of memos. Well, know, that's that, cool because you do have passwords to write down. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. It's and I didn't mention it before, so I'll mention it again, so no one has to email us. Or I mean, not again because I didn't mention it before. But the password system is a uh, pretty basic, and the quote unquote cr- code, if you will, has been figured out so you can start any level with any combination you want just by following a simple rubric yeah that's it's pretty cool maybe there'd be space for the rubric in these memo pages Mm, oh yeah yeah but yeah so that's that's what you get Well, Nick, what was your personal history with 1943, The Battle of Midway? Well, uh, I owned this game. Oh, wait, it you was, did? Yes. Do? Uh, no, I did. It was, uh, you know, part of the random <laughs> grandparent games I would get. You know, sometimes it was 1943 or RC Program. Sometimes it was Othello. But mm, um, I lucked out here because this was a pretty good game. And I'd kind of forgotten about it until a few months ago, our friend of the show, Bill, picked it up and we kind of started chatting about it and i was like really took me back and so i started playing it again and figured some a few things out and uh, enjoyed myself yeah i don't think i played it on the nes as a child i did play it in the arcade i like the arcade ones but 1942 kind of uh spoiled me and on any of the the series i was like i guess they're not going to be good on nintendo yeah. so i really stayed away from most shooters that weren't of the life force genre sure and did you play the uh arcade game this time Let's get into our more recent experience. All right. So, Nick, what was your more recent experience with this? Well, I beat this game, but as did I had to cheat extensively in the final level. Yeah, sadly, for me, it was the same. It was only that final level that I had to. Otherwise, 
the last couple were hard. They didn't seem so impossible compared to the last one. Right, right. Well, and, you know, I should mention, I never beat this game as a child. I don't think I came anywhere close, but uh, the just that boss gauntlet at the end, I don't know. It was, it, even if I would have got there as a kid, I'm sure I would have been throwing controllers, so. <laughs> right. Now, I did uh, play this recently on our arcade cabinet. Uh, it is two-player, which is pretty awesome. Oh, sure. It looks gorgeous, and it is very, very similar. The biggest difference is that it just does not have the leveling up system. Mm. But the NES version is a great port of it. And I played through it, I think, in about four four sittings. You know, I breezed through. The first couple levels are hard, but then you power up, and the middle of the game is breezy. Mm-hmm. And then I spent one entire day just f- brute forcing my way through that last level. Yeah, I had got pretty far. I estimated I got about to levels 13 14 mm-hmm. it's kind of weird once you get to what is it 16 the game loops back kind of where you start refighting bosses yeah which which i don't think right is doesn't the arcade have fewer levels than the nes yes it does so i got close kind of there but it feels like the difficulty went down after that when you start going back and fighting old bosses you already know and stuff so well you know the patterns and you're way stronger yeah 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 i i just the final level for me was it was up there with Mike Tyson trying to beat him where I got there weeks before and then just every day I would play through that level trying once or twice to a day because it's super intense and hard. And But I finally broke down and just did a, a shameful series of save states. Well, I did a whole bizarre set of save states where I actually went through the level like three times yeah. and tried getting to the end with different guns. Okay, okay. And we'll talk about how fun and failure-filled that was a little later on. Sure. All right, folks, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. I would just like to start by saying that this game is so, so much better than 1942. (laughs) It definitely is. It's a good game on its own merits, but man, compared to its predecessor, it is just leaps and bounds a much more playable game especially the the rough nes port as we mentioned earlier like yeah which i've actually beaten wow i was stuck at like my parents friend's house for a barbecue it was like they had that and gotcha and some mm. other weird so i i just played the whole thing i remember and if i remember right it has a really crappy ending where it's just like congratulations and then just starts over well that is quite the accomplishment yeah but this game does so many nice things that are Really interesting for the home shoot 'em up. You know, let's let's start with the power up system. I love that it's affected by your leveling, and you get to choose how you level up. Yeah. Oh, that goes a long way. Like previously mentioned, when our buddy Bill was talking about this game, I as soon as he mentioned it, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot all about that. Like I got to go back and check it out. Now the leveling up system though is kind of a double edged sword because I think we both realized early on that. We are going to rely on the shotgun pretty heavily. Yeah. Its ability to clear away bullets is just second to none. Yeah, well, it's invaluable because this game will start throwing a lot of stuff at you. Luckily, you do have a life meter. So, like, if this was one-hit kill, no way. But I don't know if I just didn't realize it as a child, but because that really makes this game a lot more doable than trying Mm -hmm. to do it with the other, even though they're stronger, weapons. Right. And because of that, I think we also took the same path where I leveled up everything but my special weapon selection. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had everything full before I even went to it. 
Yeah, I I did as well because it makes cycling through those your your pow blocks or whatever you want to call them way easier and faster to get to those fuel tanks. Yeah. And I kind of regret getting like I don't know. I, I feel like there's a strategy that is worth just never getting any, you know, so you don't have to worry about it even in the final levels. But yeah, I, I think that could be a strategy as well. And also, if I read through this game again, I would change the way I upgraded my ship. I, I did it foolishly. I don't think I did it in a, the smartest way. Oh, yeah. I, I really relied on more health and firepower early on. Okay. I think I should have just increased special weapon time early oh, on. Oh, yeah, that, that for helps the, a lot. Especially for those first few levels. And then, you know, once you're through them, you'll have the extra levels to add to your health. And then gun, I think, is a good way to go. Yeah, yeah. Now, as far as the music's concerned, it is light years better than the horribleness that is the 1942. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's kind of lost in uh, what we call the shoot 'em up haze. It's true. I, I do like the music quite a bit because it has this like military like kind yeah of it's like to it i think of it as like a bold adventuring kind of music yeah yeah it reminds me you know like bionic commando had a similar like with the drums and stuff mm-hmm. you know the yeah, yeah yeah it's just that you know when you're firing constantly and things are exploding constantly the music gets lost oh it definitely does but then again it's, at least it's not grating <laughs> i like the hidden item system in a way because it gives you something to look for so that even on screens when there aren't that many planes, you're still swooping around. I don't know. You, you get to do two things at once, kind of, and every little bit of exploration really counts in my book. Yeah, it is nice. And the other thing I wanted to point out, which I think we forgot to mention earlier, is that there is a way to get through a level and still fail. That's true. Yes. And I, I did that confusingly once or twice. I yeah, think it's I was... in the, the big battleship stages. Yeah, basically... Most levels are divided into two sections where you start off kind of higher altitude, and then when you complete, get to a, your targets, which are usually ships, and you, which you can often see in the, the ocean right before you kind of dive down to a lower which, altitude. Very nice touch. Yeah, yeah. Then you're, you're fighting a sequence of ships, and I'm pretty sure it's just the final one that truly counts, but when you beat the level... You know, they, sometimes they're, they'll keep scrolling and you won't have destroyed all the guns. And there's give a certain you a, a percentage. Yeah, a destructive percentage you, you must meet. And if you fail, you have to start over. <laughs> yeah. And if your guns aren't powerful enough, that's fairly easy to do at certain points. And there are a couple levels where you don't even fight like a giant ship or plane. It's those it's a bunch of those huge bombers. You know what I mean? Yes. Those those can be easy to fail your, your destructive percentage if you don't realize what's happening. Because I was like, well, where's the boss? And ignored a few planes and came and back to bite me. Boss. And we'll talk about those more here in a minute. But uh, the bosses in this game are really cool. It's just a bummer they have to repeat them to, to pad out the game for the home console. Yeah, that's true. But I do like that there is at least some variation there. Sure. And, you know, in general, they look all right. There's nothing crazy, no truly crazy designs or anything in this game. But it is I a... Think- fairly early game so i don't feel you know yeah and i think that it does a good job of animating a ton of planes at once with yeah there's very little slowdown and i mean this when it is it is earned because the screen is full of 10 to 12 planes and bullets and all this it it gets pretty hairy it does which brings me to my next point and that is that there's no way to play this game without a turbo button you would you'd break your hand yeah i (laughs) yes you would because i mean if you're not firing all the time, you're going to you're going to get hit by something. Yeah, I mean that's almost a requirement in 
and many many shooters and here it's it's a true necessity because you're you're searching via the form of bullets <laughs> everywhere to try to find the hidden items so i liked having my my controls where i had my super nintendo style controller mm-hmm. so that i have the turbo right next to the non-turbo b if yeah, i want to charge up for that uh the laser bolt shot yeah which i mean another thing let's talk about that laser bolt shot at first i was really excited by it. i was like oh that's really cool but two or three levels in it's almost impossible to ever get enough time to use it i mostly only used it on bosses because and by the time I, it would have been useful i forgot i wish i had used it it's because it'll go through especially when you have a bunch of little turrets in a line you can hit them all and then you know the the shotgun we relied on so heavily is also the weakest of the special weapons so that a liberal use of the laser can help mitigate that and you know especially when you're fighting an aircraft carrier or something yeah and because it is the weakest that's why i went through that last level of the game like three times i tried doing it with different special weapons to see could i manage to dodge all the bullets and have the better gun and it, the better guns didn't seem to do that much more damage. Yeah, I on the boss. I was, you know, aside from just safe stating my butt off, uh, <laughs> I I really had a, a lot of trouble being able to manage the the level before the boss rush that you go through essentially. And mm-hmm. without the shotgun, there was just no way for me. So then, when you get down to the level, it's like you do get a few pow blocks, or yes. no, you don't, or you do. Okay. Uh, you you get some health. Yeah, but it was like you can't change weapons there. I, I you no. know what I mean. So it's and you really have to like if you don't get that final weapon power up at the last possible moment, you will run out of special weapon in the final boss. Oh yeah, that's and I mean that happens along the game at a few points where you fight more than one ship in a row, and then eventually it's like you, it's really hard to fight the final form especially when you get like some of those big planes when you got to fight three of the giant planes in a row it's like the third one you're like "Uh." yeah that's when i'm i will at that point that's when i rely on my lightning strike or whatever that special weapon is yeah because you can use i think you get three uses of the of the lightning Mm -hmm. at zero health yes so save those (laughs) that's what i do and then it always stuns them enough to like you can get in there and just jam away and Hopefully that's enough to kill them. Oh, yeah, and just getting them to stop shooting for a few seconds is is nice in and of itself. Indeed. This is it. It's time to take this game level by level. And this game has a lot of levels more so than its arcade counterpoint right right how many levels does it have it's 24 right i think you are correct it is 24 all right and we're gonna go through these really quickly because honestly the same thing happens in every level you fly up ships fly down you shoot at them they shoot at you eventually some do come from behind yeah and they start doing loops and stuff like i really had to work by about level eight nine ten somewhere in there it was my reflex of staying at the bottom of the screen was really working against me i really had to be like you got to get up in the center but yeah yeah and we'll talk about the new weapons or the new uh, enemies as we we come across them but the real big difference between the levels is the bosses and as we said sadly they do repeat so we'll real briefly go through them as they repeat as well sounds good i don't know why i laid that all out so specifically but regardless <laughs> level one is Rikaku. 
Yes. And each level is named for the boss, basically, right? Yeah. At least that's how I always read it. And of course, intro level teaches you all the basics. Very few of the, the ships shoot at you in this level. You have the small ones, the red ones, the larger ones that fly slowly and shoot at you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's really hard to describe these because they're all just different, very basic planes. Some loop, some fly at you, some fly straight down the screen. Yeah, yeah. Later on, you see, I think there are a few jets in the later levels, which, you know, while historically inaccurate, is pretty cool. And the Rikaku is a battleship. It's a pretty simple one. It's just got your two or three big cannons in the middle and a bunch of little cannons on each side. Yes, and... And since they're ships and they're all oriented vertically, usually their cannons and or turrets are in a line. So I like to sneak in there when they first show up and get a, a nice laser blast down the line is to help the shotgun keep up with all the crap, you know, before the screen's full of bullets and stuff. Oh, yeah. And then once you've beaten the Rekaku, you get the awesome uh, mission clear screen usually shows the thing exploding. Yeah, which sometimes some of the ships will shoot out debris that can hit you. Yeah, watch out. I've been killed that way, and it is a huge bummer. Yes, yes, it is. Oh, man, I totally forgot about that. It stinks. <laughs> and you get a little destructive rate, and for most of the point parts, it's going to be 100%, unless you miss one or two things. And then you get a bonus for clearing the stage. And then as the trend is with all of our podcasts, we go along, we remember the things we forgot to talk about. <laughs> Once the new level starts, or before the new level starts, you do get some health back. Oh, that's true. Yes. And that is based upon your overall total health level. That's right. So in the beginning, I think you get 40, 40 points of health back. Yeah. But you never get any of your special weapon. No, no, you don't. But right. you do retain what you did have. Yes. Or even the little wingman mm, extra yeah. planes. And then do you remember with your final total health, what do you start the level with? Is it 70 or 80? That sounds right. It's somewhere in that, that range. Yeah, because it's usually about half, maybe a little over half, I feel like, 60%. Yeah, never as much as I want, though. Now you got to build it up, man. Then you move on to level two, or mission two, as it is, Kaku. Uh, yes, and this is an aircraft carrier. Yes, planes can fly out of it. Yeah, the aircraft carriers have their plane elevators that you can and should destroy, and are usually and lined on the left and right by a ton of turrets. To note, before you get to the aircraft carrier, usually if it's an aircraft carrier, you do have to fight a lot of smaller ships on the way there. Oh, yeah. But yes, uh, the ships can come out of the aircraft carrier, which is pretty cool. But the hardest part is just the big cannons. There's just so many little cannons all over it. The Mm -hmm. ships are not usually a problem. Uh, If you're using a shotgun, you'll clear them all out pretty easily. Yeah, as they come. (laughs) Then mission three is Ayako. Ayako. And... There are a few of these levels that are really short. Always a nice bonus. Yeah. Now, this level is the first one that has some of the larger looping planes in it that kind of chase you down and shoot once you've passed them. Yeah. Yeah. And this might be the first level that has a... I don't think the very first level has a a, a level up, does it? Oh, ah, man, I don't know. There, It's so hard to distinguish where and when you find power-ups because, you know, the background is just all clouds and sea, you know? Yeah, exactly. And this boss is a giant warship plane. It's a huge plane. It's, I think on the box, I always remember seeing this in magazines, like as an advertisement where it was like, wow, because it's pretty much the whole screen and it has a... If Japan actually had this plane, there's a a better chance they would have won this (laughs) war because your plane could fit inside of it. Easily, yes. (laughs) And (laughs) 
It's uh, so as this giant plane, your mission, you want to shoot its engines. Yeah. In fact, I, I don't even know if you can destroy the small guns on it. I don't think you can. Yeah. It has turrets on the very down along the side of its fuselage. And then the, there's like a rear gunner. That's your main enemy that shoots a kind of spread out at you. Yeah, and you basically you just have to dodge the two waves of hits. Meanwhile, always shooting the wings of the plane, trying to blow up. Uh, as it takes more damage, each of the engines will catch on fire. Yeah. And then eventually you blow up the entire plane. It's cool. I like those ones. Yeah. I think they're easier because I think that avoiding the shots from those, the bullets from the two sets of cannons is way easier than the constant barrage from all angles that many of the big ships have. It's true. It is true. And then mission four. Kakushi. Yes, is Kakushi. Which is another huge ship, right? Yeah, and it's kind of got a bunch of different things going on there. It does, it's uh, got fighter planes shooting out of it. It has spread weapons. It has a laser gun on it. Ooh. So it can be, uh, you know, dangerous. But like all these uh, other bosses, you just have to dodge and time yourself correctly. Yeah, hide behind that spread gun or (laughs) shotgun, I mean. Yeah. And once you've sunk the ship... Kakushi, you move on to mission five, Kyoshu. Yeah, which is another, uh, guess what, a giant ship. <laughs> really? No, I know. And, you know, again, on your way to this giant ship, you will be fighting a lot of smaller ships. And this is another aircraft carrier. Uh, the right. problem with the aircraft carriers and some of these bigger ships is that they do have these big cannons that if you don't take out quickly, they will pass you up. And that's how you get that fail state. Yeah, it, because a lot of times if they'll have some rear turrets that'll just be in the bottom of the screen and it'll stop moving, but they're still shooting at you and you, you can't even get down to, to hurt them. <laughs> it's very frustrating. Uh, mission six is Ganrio. Which this is one we kind of talked about earlier where it doesn't have a true boss. You would just fight a bunch of the big green bombers planes. Yeah, and this, this level is cool because it is more... Uh, like, that's the whole level. Like, there is no lead up to the boss. Pretty much, yeah. And you're up in the clouds the whole time. So it does, and I like it because it gives you kind of a break in the action of just being in over the blue sea. Yeah, it feels higher altitude. Yeah, for sure. And uh, when you beat that level, you do get an awesome shot of the green uh, big planes going down a flame. Pretty sweet. And then mission seven. Choco? is Choco. <laughs> Choco bow? Could be. I'm guessing there's a pun there in Japanese that we don't get. And this is the first level where the planes will start circling you. Like, they don't just have a set path. Some of them will circle your plane, no matter where you're at. Which is not cool, man. You got to be ready to kill them ASAP. And then the boss here is two ships. Uh, one that does, like, have... One that is aircraft carrier where fighters will take off from it. Mm-hmm. And then... The second one is, I think, more just large cannons and whatnot. Some of the bosses are preceded by little, like, not little, but they're like destroyers, you know, where they're yes. just like a line of cannons, basically. Yep. And then in between them, there's just waves of the little green ships flying at you. Yeah. And that is this one, yeah. Again, this is another one that could be easy to miss those back cannons if you're not quick. Mm-hmm. Once you've destroyed the Choco and you get to see that awesome explosion graphic, you move on to Mission 8. Roshuku. And the sea looks a little different here. It's kind of got a red tint to it. The sun is setting, perhaps. Ah, beautiful. Beautiful Pacific sunset. This is another level where you're up in the clouds. So that's a nice break in the action. And the boss is another very large aircraft carrier, all preceded by those battleships. Mm. And again, the, the, the tactics are the same for every single 
aircraft carrier. Yeah, yeah. It's just they get harder and harder as the boss gauntlet gets longer, you know, and yes. it's stretching your supplies of special weapon and, and health. Indeed. Uh, then we have level nine, Ayoko 2. That's right. Another giant plane, but this one's kind of like light brown, right? Yeah. And stronger, I guess. It does take way more hits. I will say that. And I yeah. think it mo- moves uh, left and right more as well. Mm-hmm. No good. But your tactic is pretty much the same. Destroy it and you move on to level 10, Caillou. And this is where the game starts to, I think, ramp up a little bit in difficulty here. Levels 9, 10, 11 in that area. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But luckily, if you have put your stats in the right place, you can kind of balance that out. Absolutely, yeah. And in our case, or definitely my case, hide behind that that shotgun. (laughs) It takes a lot of heat off of these levels that are starting increasingly full of bullets. Yes. Uh, what is cool about this level is that you are flying over a bunch of small islands. Oh, sure. I think it's the first time you saw any land underneath. Yeah, and that's something I always look for, items over the islands or when you can see the ships from farther up. And they frequently hide one around there or something, sometimes in certain clouds. I don't know. It's always worth checking them out. It is. And the boss is another giant battleship, but... I thought this one was actually pretty easy because, you know, the small guns are all right next to each other. There's only four of the big guns. So as long as you're quick and you use your uh, pause, that's the thing is I always use my lightning to stop in front of the big guns so I can just really hammer away at them. Yeah, definitely. You destroy the Caillou and you move on to mission 11, Bunshu. Bunshu. Oh, this is a breeze of a level. Yeah, it's another bomber squadron. I love those ones. As long as you don't stay at the very back of the screen, you're pretty much all right. Yeah, it's it's fun to blow the. I like the big planes. You know, a couple of enemies we probably have seen are those gray planes. They're like are those the jet ones. They're tougher. Ah, they come and they peel off to the side, right? Oh, uh, I'm talking about the big ones. Oh, okay. They, you know, they have this. They're smaller than the bombers, the big green ones. Yes. But they're but they also make that similar, really rewarding, like ting ting ting. Yes. As you're shooting at them, and there are also those planes that increase or de-elevate i don't like those they 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 like fall down and then come up and you can only hit them when they're up on your level yes but once you've destroyed all of these bombers you just have to make it to the end and you're on to the next level level 12 chojin yes and once again you're flying over many islands you have a nice battleship run a pretty heavy gauntlet into the big battleship or actually the boss chojin is two battleships Ugh! now there are two of them Mm-hmm. Just, you know, slowly making everyone a little bit longer. Destroy them and you go on to mission four, 13, Riju. And guess what, Nick? This is another is ship. It... <laughs> uh, it's an aircraft carrier style ship, though. Yeah, this one has like three plane decks, right? Yeah, but, but... I, I find the battleship or the uh, aircraft carriers to be pretty easy as well because they don't have any of those big guns that take forever to shoot out. The big cannons are the worst. And since they're not here... I'm always happy to destroy an aircraft carrier. Indeed. And then you move on to Ayako 3. This Another is the one where oh, Ayako uh, spars with a robot jet. <laughs> or is that four? But either way, uh, this is another high altitude level with many bombers. Yes, and we are met with another gigantic plane, this time in gray. Yeah, and it just takes longer. Uh, this one started to give me a little trouble because at this from this point on, a lot of these bigger planes... You're getting close to running out of your special weapon. Yes. That's why I think 
if I play this again, I would definitely try to beef that special weapon up earlier. I got you. Yeah, I, I would frequently, that's when it would come down to, well, hopefully I can blow this up while using my three lightning yeah, attacks. Exactly. If not, I guess I'm going to start that, uh, grab that save state from the beginning of the level. Oh, yeah. You destroy it. Next up is mission 15, Ryofu. This uh, level is chock full of those big old bombers blocking you, fl- shooting those little ones out that fly around you. If Yeah, and I don't know if I had gotten to the point yet, but I definitely did by here where I'm not trying to destroy every plane anymore. I can't, like, especially using that shotgun, it's just not strong enough to kill all, you know, when these green bombers, there's usually three at a time that come in and it's just too much. So I, I had to start letting them go. I'm right there with you. And uh, Ryofu is a Japanese battleship. Excellent. And it is more battleship action. Take care of those big guns. That's all you got to do. Make sure they're out of the way. And then you move on to Totaku, another yes. Japanese battleship. But what you do find out when you're fighting it is that this is actually a fake Totaku. Oh, yes. Yeah. But so, this is a bigger, badder battleship and that it has like the biggest level of turrets. You know, they're like triple guns or right? Yeah. And they take forever. Like you have to lightning, I feel like, to get those out if you're not using one of the really good guns. Yeah, and they do like 40 damage, so <laughs> it's better to just lightning. You know, this is one of those places where lightning is more economical than being hit. And then you discover the main enemy fleet after this. Yeah, you get kind of a fake ending, but this is where kind the arcade would have ended after 16 levels, right? And Yes. And then you move on to Mission 17, Kaku. And it's the same Kaku from earlier. Kaku's back, and... Not better than ever. It's exactly the same, pretty much. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you can tear right through it. The only thing about these, you know, the next chunk of levels, which is a repeat, is that there are like more planes. The level is harder than it used to be, but the bosses are pretty easy. So it's kind of a temporary dip in difficulty here. Mm-hmm. Temporary. Mission 18 is a Yoku 1, and this is the fourth time you've fought this giant plane. You should know yeah. exactly what to do. Mission 19 is Choco. Same old, same old. Yes, another... Two ship combo. Yep. After that, Aoko 2 again. This will be the fifth time you fight Aoko. Mission 21 is Chojin. And uh, it's a little harder just because it's moving so quickly, advancing so quickly. Mm, And you have so many little flyers fighting around you. But still, you know what to expect. Mission 22 is Ryofu. Still not too bad. Another big old ship. Yeah. And then level 23 is... uh, little annoying it's mission Ugh. 23 aoku one two and three in a row yeah this is where they get you uh <laughs> like you might have gotten a little complacent over the past few levels but here it's it's tough just through the duration of the the boss fight because you got to fight them in a row and there is literally no way to make your special weapon last through this fight oh so you really have to try to save all your lightning for the end of the third and i did i was all i could do and you're still just i still had to spend a good 20 seconds dodging with those mini bullets yeah it's it's tough but it It can be done i i didn't have to cheat here same here but then i got to mission 24 the true totaku ah yes and i cheated my butt off here yeah, I mean, it, it the, the level is is really tough. There's a lot of stuff going on, but you know, there's a fair amount of power-ups along the way, but once you get to the the boss, you know, it's like six ships or five, you know, just yeah. it, the last one which is the Totaku, which is the big bad boss from before. It's just so hard to last that long, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, just getting through all the battleships is a big pain in the butt. Then when you're at the big ships, man, it is so hard to get all of those cannons destroyed. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would let a lot of them get of the smaller ones just go by because, of, you know, I was like, I'm just going to focus on staying alive and saving energy for later. But I ended up saving between like <laughs> every one of these big ships. <laughs> right. And this is one of the ships that does explode and can hurt you. So you could die right here <laughs> after beating the final boss. I would break a controller out of principle. Now, if, if you do defeat it, it tells you you get a special bonus. You have done it. You have destroyed the Totaku. And the victory is yours. It then tells you that then all weapons were put to silence. <laughs> and then you get to, you like call your wife or girlfriend or something? <laughs> you mean Nancy? Yeah, it's like, you're like, yeah, the war's over. I'll be home by this weekend. Yeah, I mean. Which seems a little ambitious. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe he's just going to fly his plane back, back no matter what. Well, I mean, if you if you look at the numbers, if one P-38 killed a thousand planes and all these ships, then they would probably let that pilot go home for the weekend. <laughs> I agree. Uh, then that like uh, picture of you becomes an actual photograph. It's sepia tones and the edge curls up. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice little touch. And that sure. is it. Yeah, for a game with almost no story, it was a, a little more of an ending than I expected. I was pleasantly surprised. Same. Here we are in the final portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review system that has four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. I gave this a 3.5. Uh, okay. Not a lot going on as far as like stunning visuals, but it does have a ton of stuff on the screen at once. Yeah, yeah. I went with a 3.0, but I, I can feel a 3.5 because of, you know, there, there. while there is some flicker and slowdown, it's, I've played later games with it being a much bigger problem, you know, like you do get a lot going on. The designs are of the planes are simple, but seem pretty cool, you know, like, or at least somewhat accurate, size not, notwithstanding, but your P-38 looks cool, and I really like the music, even though it is hidden. Yeah, when you get it at the beginning and the end of each stage, it's very nice. Like, the only real negative is that the background is just pretty much always C. Yeah. But, eh, I'll take it. Following that is Play Control, which I gave a 3.5 as well. I went with a 2.5, but, like, it's it's fine. Everything's good. I, I would say, I would go higher. I will say 3.0 because my only gripe is that not having a rapid-fire button, like, mm -hmm. that, I mean, I know you do have a charge-up shot, with so that would conflict, but... Ooh, that's a Herculean feat to do. That and my other big complaint is that it's very hard to just do the loop. Yeah, I would have taken a select button loop, personally. Same. Next up is Challenge Factor. This was tough because, honestly, uh, with the shotgun, it wasn't as bad as I was expecting mm -hmm. until the very end. <laughs> yeah, and then it's insanely hard. But you do have a password, and you can start there every time. So it's like, I ended up saying 4.0, but I could definitely see higher. I also gave it a 4.0. It's hard to, to justify that, though, because so much of the game is not that hard. Right, right. And finally, we have theme and fun. I went with a 4.0. Uh, I gave it a 3.5. You know, I could see the 4.0. I did enjoy this game. I really love the system. I love the fact that you can level up, and I had a great time playing it. It's just that it does get a bit repetitive. It definitely does. 
it just really kind of surprised me where it was a possibly the first shooter I had on the NES and it influenced me my taste more than I realized I guess going back where I was like oh this game's got a lot I really like and it was uh I don't know blast from the past agreed so finally Nick I must ask you as I always do should you play this game I think you should yeah I agree this is a great uh shoot 'em up for the Nintendo and it's very accessible for sure uh, I would just pretend like 1942 doesn't exist on the Nintendo, and this is the one you should start with. Definitely. And bring along a turbo controller. Yeah, for sure. Next week's game will be Spy vs. Spy for the NES. So find a copy of that game any way you can. Grab a friend and a controller because this is two-player versus. Oh, yeah. If you want to let us know what your favorite segment from Mad Magazine was, mine was always Spy versus Spy. So uh, Same. I think we'll talk about that in great detail next week. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a great time to weigh in with your thoughts at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. Or you can let us know on Facebook at Cartridge Command or on the Twitterverse at Cart Command. We often let you know when new shows drop, and we love hearing from you on any service you'd like to contact us. But of course, at the end of every show, we must thank those awesome, those kind, those wonderful folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. We're just a couple of working class guys, and sorry things have been a little crazy right now. Nick is starting his uh, new job here, and they have thrown him right into the wolves, so... <laughs> as just some working class guys we do this in our spare time and uh you know your support is what makes this show happen that's right i personally will apologize because of unplanned mandatory overtime and i'm still moving so it's a scheduling nightmare it'll be over soon and uh you know hopefully we'll be recording together in person thanks to you guys and gals so thank you very much and those that don't give please uh, consider doing so even a dollar helps we appreciate every single bit so thank you all very very much Yes. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game On! Game On! Game On!